This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Covered in Pet Hair, a boozy web show for pet lovers on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Isabel Alvarez Arada, and today I have the pleasure of having a drink with a very funky, somewhat witchy, <laughs> international best-selling author. I will tell you all about her and introduce you as soon as we come back from these messages from our sponsors. Help your dog from the inside out with Caniotic Daily Probiotic for Dogs. Caniotic's superior and exclusive technology makes it the only dog probiotic from the dog for the dog. Your dog's gastrointestinal tract is important to their well-being, and a daily dose of Caniotic is one easy way you can support it. Caniotic, C-A-N-I-O-T-I-C, is available on Chewy.com. Add it to your cart today and give it a try. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Covered in Pet Hair. I'm your host, Isabel Alvarez-Arada, and today I have the pleasure of having a drink and a chat with a pet parent, an animal communicator, an international best-selling author, entrepreneur, founder, influencer, a grief support expert, a speaker, a cat person and dog person, road tripper, beach lover, fitness fanatic, former New Jerseyan, current New Hampshireite, Rick's hubcap, aka wife, dogma <laughs> to Addie, aka Miss Addie Pants, keeper of all the wildlife in her backyard, kind of like Snow White, and retired competitive ballroom dancer, Wendy Vanderpool. Welcome, Wendy. Hi, Isabel. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I'm so excited to be here, and I'm so jealous of your glasses. <laughs> <laughs> well, I told you where you could get them. Yes, I'm going to call your friend uh, who has an optometry a studio with fabulous finds because I need a yes. pair like that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get started, anybody, anybody listening or viewing who is participating in our drinking game, every time you hear this word, the secret word is Spellwood. Take a drink of whatever you're imbibing, but please be sure to drink responsibly and never drink and drive. P.S. You have to be 21 and over to drink even on this show. Don't you try to get anything past me on that one. All right, so the way I start this show is asking my guests what they are imbibing during our show because this is meant to be kind of like a visit at a bar if it was, you know, possible to go anywhere and see friends right now. So what are you drinking today, Wendy? Oh, I am drinking something very special. But first, can I get my scarf off? Oh, tell me about your scarf. <laughs> tell me about All the right. scarf. Well, I'm, I'm wearing this in tribute to the name of your show, Covered in Pet Hair. <laughs> And this, this is literally pet hair. It's, it's from all of my Samoyeds. I've had four of them in my life. And so this is all for all four. And it's a beautiful scarf. But it's hot. 
and it's extremely itchy. So I want to get it off. Get it off. Get it off. But tell me more about <laughs> this scarf. Who made this for you? I, I did. I, I hired a professional spinner. So she spun all the yarn for me and then I knitted it. It's absolutely beautiful. So it lives on the back of my couch. And it yeah, is absolutely gorgeous. How did you yes. get the hair from the pets? Brushing. And they were well groomed prior, I assume? Yes, I used to show uh, Samoyeds, so my dogs were meticulous. <laughs> the poor guys, they were always getting brushed. So I saved garbage bags full of dog hair. And so I was able to make this beautiful scarf as a memorial to them. So it's, I, I feel like I have them really close and cuddly with me. I love that. And that is definitely right on brand for covered in pet hair for sure <laughs> yes yes <laughs> so but it's itchy it's so itchy it's which happens <laughs> yeah. right yeah my my <laughs> right. radar is itchy too when his hair gets on me i get all itchy yeah. so i totally yeah. hear that yeah. so yeah. what yeah. are you drinking all right i am drinking the spellwood witches winter solstice brew all right what you'll learn today in the in this podcast in this interview is i write under a pen named melanie snow and i write paranormal cozy mysteries and it's about the Spellwood Witches. So this is a special brew that I have been making for years. And I gave Isabel the recipe so she can share it with you all. I definitely and will. Yes. And it's got, it's high quality brandy. You got to get all the good stuff, guys. All right. Get good stuff. Don't, because it won't taste as good. And then it has a cinnamon in it. It has, uh, let's see, vanilla beans, cacao chips. Uh, when you're all done with it, it takes about six weeks to make. Um, but then when you're done with it, you can put a little bit of maple syrup in it. It's so good. So you only need a little bit. And then like you can give it away to, as gifts or, you know, put a little. That thing there, so. is so yeah. cool. I love that. Did yeah. you make that for, yeah. did you make that for Halloween? Did you make that for the solstice? No. What did you make that well, for? This is for the solstice, but I was very, because I totally, this is from last year and this is my only little bit left. So I forgot to make it this year. So that's <laughs> so in the middle. good that you had some. I yeah. love it. I know. I know. So it's great. So I probably won't make it this year, but I will make it definitely next year. I might make it next year too. Yeah. It takes a, I know. Right. Well, I'm having a Bloody Mary and uh, it's funny that you should say that it takes six weeks to make your brew because this took over a week to make and wow. I did not make it. I did not make it. This is a shout out to my husband who made it he's become my like husbander for the show he like makes my he's a bartender he like gives me ideas he's like my creative director so he's he has all his say in this show which is really funny because usually he doesn't have much to add to what I'm doing when prepared <laughs> most of the time he's learning but this he has all sorts of fun ideas so I've let him take the I love that yeah yeah he's like taking the reins when it comes to cocktails so he found out that I was going to do a, an earlier show and he asked me yeah. what I was planning on drinking and usually I drink like cocktails or wine but 10 a.m yeah. not so much for cocktails no. or wine <laughs> so he no. I said I love Bloody Marys let's like I might make one of those and he said hey. Alton Brown has the rest this recipe that he calls the best Bloody Mary in the world and I'm gonna make that but I had no idea he Ooh. was gonna be infusing tomatoes and vodka for a week oh what a what a sweetie right do that and it's right? delicious oh oh my goodness and he garnished it and everything cheers to you wendy for being here cheers, and Isabel. chris for making me a very <laughs> yes, delicious chris. drink yes mm -hmm. all right so 
Now that we're done with the drinks, let's play a game. Are you ready? <laughs> okay. I'm ready. Okay. So this game is called Factor Fiction. And I'm going to tell you Fiction. 10 titles of books that have to do with pets, cats, and dogs. And I'm okay. going to ask you to tell me if those books actually exist or if I have created oh. them out of thin air. Okay. Okay. So when I okay. say the title, you say either fact, the book exists, or fiction, Isabel made it up. That is definitely not on the bestseller list. Okay. Okay. Ready to go? Let's Ready to go. start. All right. The first one, Zoe, the Droopy-Eyed Hound by Elizabeth Warrington. Oh, I'm going to say fact. False. That's my sister-in-law <laughs> and her dog, Zoe. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great title. Right? Okay. I'm going to let right. her know. I, I have the oh. title for her. Okay. <laughs> 97 Ways to Make a Cat Like You by Carol Kaufman. Oh my goodness gracious. 97 Ways to Make a Cat Like You. These are all great titles and I'm going to say it's, again, it's fact. It is fact. That <laughs> book actually exists. <laughs> Ready? Number three, Throw the Damn Ball, Classic Poetry by Dogs by R.D. Rosen. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. It definitely yeah. is. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Norbert's Little Life Lessons for a Big Life by Julie Steins. I'm going to say that's fact because there was, wasn't there a famous internet dog for a while, Norwood? Nor, it's Norbert's Little Lessons for a Big lessons. Life, but it is lessons. fact. You're right. It's fact. Yeah. Yeah. Nor, yeah. Counter Surfing for Dummies by Bill R. Pretty and Maxwell Hamhock. No. <laughs> <laughs> that one was an easy one. Maxwell Hamhock. That was an easy one. <laughs> Hamhock threw it away. <laughs> <laughs> How to Raise a Jewish Dog by the Rabbis of Boca Raton Theological Seminary. Oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> uh, I want that one to be fact, but I'm going to say it's fiction. It's fact! It is fact! It's fact! Oh my. <laughs> I have not read it, but it sounds amazing. It sounds so great. <laughs> All right, we have four more. Sam's House of Dogshin by Grace Brock Duriraj. Oh, fiction fiction no, that's my exist. best friend grace and her yeah. dog okay <laughs> okay okay <laughs> yeah cookie meets peanut by bethany frankel cookie meets peanut that sounds like a kid's book i'm gonna take a chance and go with fact it is it's a kid's book <laughs> and it's written by one of my favorite real housewives of new york city formerly bethany frankel so yeah it's real uh, okay cool i could pee on this by francesco marciulano Another great title. I'm going to say it, it's fact. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And last one, Why My Cat is More Impressive Than Your Baby by Matthew Inman. <laughs> <laughs> That's hysterical. That's a bumper sticker. Um, I'm going to say that one's fiction. It's fact. That exists. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually written with the author, Matthew Inman, and The Onion, I think. Oh. So I think it's just like a, a satire book. But okay. I think I need to get my hands on it. <laughs> I know. It sounds great. They all sound great. It does. It was a fun game. So thanks for humoring yes. me with that. You bet. I just want to kind of dig into you now because you are an yeah. author. And I want to know mm -hmm. when you first published your book, the, the first book you published, when was that? And how many books have you published since? Okay. Uh, my first book was 2015, and that was My Dog is Dying, What Do I Do as a Pet Loss Grief Person. And up to now, today, I have 23 books in publication. Yeah, yeah. Low clap. 
Yeah. That's amazing. And we're, yeah. So you've been busy. I've been busy. Yeah. I, I'm a full-time author. In the beginning, I did it more, um, like, I would say more than part-time because I was also doing a lot of pet loss grief work. And over the years, I just found that, you know, I still do my pet loss grief work, but the right, I found that I was reaching more people with my books and my blogging and all of that. So it, it basically now I'm, I'm pretty much full-time. I still do the pet loss grief, but it's, it's, and the animal communication for sure. And when I say full-time, I work seven days a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not a 40 hour job. I, right. You know, it's like, let's let, I don't even count my hours cause I don't want to even count my hours. Exactly. But yeah, but I have eight in pet loss, which includes a pet poetry book and three books in the pet business world, like how to blog, what kind of jobs are out there for if you want to be in the pet industry and also how to become a pet authorpreneur, how to write. If you love animals, <clears throat> you know, you, maybe you want to write you know, your bestseller or your memoir with your animal or something, you know, it's and, and then how to do that, how to become self-published. I'm in three anthologies and I also have five fiction books out under the name of Melanie Snow, which I mentioned in the beginning. And 12 of those have been, all my books have been bestsellers. That's amazing. So I, I've been busy. Congratulations. And, oh yeah, the, yes. Yes. Oh, and I have children's books. I have four children's books called The Adventures of Miss Addie Pants. Yes. Miss Addie yes. Pants named after Addie, your pet. Addie, my dog. What, yes. what breed is yes. she? Addie Pants. Addie is a mixed breed. She's a rescue. She's part Border Collie, part, hus part Husky, and part Golden Retriever. That's awesome. Well, thank yeah, you for rescuing awesome her. Dog. She's a yes. lucky girl. Yes, she is. So you have contributed to various genres. Why did you oh, start... Yeah. Go, why did you transition to fiction? What made that happen? I always, Isabella, always wanted to write fiction. Always. And I'm a voracious reader. I mean, I'm, you know, I always have books on my Kindle and I'm going through two or three books a week, you know. And I was like, I would read and I would love the books I was reading, but I'm like, I could do something different than this, or this is how I would do it. Or if I was reading, a book that wasn't very good, I could do this so much better. Or if I was reading a book that was excellent, oh, I have to remember this when I write my book, you know, is that word crafting is just incredibly beautiful. So it's always been in my heart more so than nonfiction. Nonfiction, I, I love, and it's very easy for me to write nonfiction. That, I did that because it was a, more for my business to help people. And finally, when I felt like I got the books out that I needed to for that, I said, all right, I'm ready for fiction now. I will tell you, it was one of the scariest things to do. And I'm a very adventurous person and I like to take chances. It was one of the, when I finally made that decision, it's time, two and a half years ago, it was scary. It was scary because I knew I was going to have to put on a completely different hat than my nonfiction. And it wasn't that comfortable for me because one, I wasn't a fiction writer. Right, right. <laughs> I didn't know what the heck I was doing. In fact, I was told by my eighth grade teacher that I was a horrible, she bullied me basically in front of class. And she said, you cannot write and you will never be able to write. Yeah. I mean, it was crazy. And if I, I don't even remember her name, but if I knew her now, I would very kindly say, 
look at me. 26 <laughs> books at her, at her doorstep. <laughs> right, right. Here you go. And I've even autographed them for you. <laughs> so it was a big learning experience for me to dive in to the fiction realm. Now I have a lot of confidence. I feel very accomplished. I feel you know, like I, I've got it down and I feel that I can easily now switch when I need to write something nonfiction, I can. When I need to write fiction, I can. One of the things that did help was having a pen name. You know, that was really helpful. I was going to ask is, you why you had yeah. that. So is that, did, yeah, that some, did that just come to you at one moment? Well, a pen, pen name is strategy. So when it's, if I didn't write on Amazon, I'd probably keep my own name. But Amazon does, it has gremlins. And the gremlins are cranky and they have their ways of doing things. So to get my book out to as many readers that read Cozy Mysteries, I had to pick a pen name. Awesome. And it, yeah, and so it, it took me a long time to come up with my pen name and because I, I wanted something environmental because I'm, I've got a, a degree in environmental biology. So I wanted something like that. But I also wanted very, something very cozy and witchy, you know, and, and soft. So that's how I got Melanie Snow. I love Melanie Snow. It really, yeah. it, it yeah. works for you yeah. too. Like even though you, it does. you look like a Melanie Snow, you could totally. Be yeah. <laughs> I feel like it. <laughs> I love it. So tell me what books, what are, what are Melanie Snow's books about? Uh, the series is called the Spellwood Witches. There's so far, there's five books in the series. The first one is Witch's Tale. It's T-A-I-L. Second one is Howl Play. Then Tale of a Feather impossible mischief and portrayal. So that's what's well, the fun thing about writing cozies is that you can, you, there's a play on words. It's light and sweet and fun and romantic. And I write paranormal. So being an animal communicator and medium, I've got all the background. So my protagonist, Sarah, is a direct descendant of Lativia Spellwood, who was from, escaped being burned at the stake. And she's a ghost now. And Sarah is a budding witch. She's getting to know her roots. But she's an attorney in real life and a high-powered attorney. And she moves to the small town in New Hampshire called Witchland, New Hampshire. And she, each book, she gets an animal guide. So she gets, you know, a power animal, a totem. She saves something that has to do with the environment. She has a familiar so because she's a budding witch and of course her budding her familiar is Addie, my my familiar because it's important to write what you know right and then then she has her budding coven so she's bringing in the women that are helping her throughout the series to become the witch she really is that's and of course yeah and of course there's the hunky police chief Ooh. Eli's Eli Strongheart, who's gorgeous. <laughs> little wishy-washy in the beginning, you know, he's got a little bit of issues, but, but he, he blossoms and he comes, he steps up to the plate. He's good. So there's a little bit of fun romance. That's so fun. <laughs> See, I'm a budding witch to myself. So, yes, I, and, but yes. I'm, I'm taken. I have my hunky police officer, yes. army <laughs> officer downstairs. Like I I'm good on that, but I'm a budding witch. I even wore right. my witchy, my witchy. Shirt I today. love that. Yes. I, I, love I wore that. my witchy shirt so that I could be in the vibe, but yes, I cannot wait to get my hands on these books. How long did it take you to write them? Like, cause there's five, uh, there's five of them. Let's see. I started 
see, I keep saying two and a half. I think it's longer than that now. I think it's probably a little over three years I started writing those. And I got them all done before I started uh, releasing them. Wow. So right now, number three is out. Number four is up for pre-order. But they'll all be released by the end of, of January. So do yeah. you... Do you always do it that way? Do you always write the bulk of the series at the beginning and then really? In fiction, yes. In fiction, yes. Yeah. It, especially if you're doing a series. Uh, it's important for, it depends on your genre too, Isabel. Uh, you don't need to, definitely don't need to do that for nonfiction. Okay. Okay. Uh, nonfiction readers read slower. Paranormal or even just plain old cozy mystery people. I, you know, and I'm, take it from my own because that's what I read mostly is we want our books. So when we finish a book, we want to make sure that book is there. So it's very important to have uh, the books available for your readers. Right. Right. So they have it. Right. That right. is awesome. So you obviously are yeah. not only an author, but you're an expert in the field. Yes. And I want, yes. I, I want to dig more into that because a lot of yes. our viewers and watchers uh, are, are, and listeners on Pet Life Radio are probably aspiring authors themselves. Yeah. So we're yeah. going to dig more into that as soon as we come back from these messages from our sponsors. Molly, here's your dinner. <laughs> Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Covered in Pet Hair. I'm your host, Isabel alvarez Rada, and I'm here with international best-selling author of fiction and nonfiction, Wendy Van Der Paul, Paul, sorry, I messed up your name. Wendy Van no Der Paul. I checked it before I even came on the show. So <laughs> I want Wendy to educate us on all things authorship. Is that a word? Yeah. Wonderful. So what is the first step that an aspiring author would take to become an author? It's a fabulous question. And it's, it's one that can really hang us up, you know, as budding authors. And the first, things, the first thing that I recommend for people to do is get really clear on what you want to write, all right? And that, do you want to write fiction? Do you want to write nonfiction? You don't have to have details, all right? This is not a time for details. Just what do you want to write so that you can start the forward momentum of of creativity whether again i'm speaking nonfiction fiction because nonfiction is also creative so you want to know that you also want to start getting the steps clear okay all right i'm writing a fiction book so what goes into a fiction book what do i need to get i need to know my avatar i need to know 
how, I need to know how to mind map. I need want to know, am I a panster or a plotter? You know, do I want to just do this for love or do I want to do this to write to market so that I'm selling books and making a living? I help a lot of people get to that place. Okay. <laughs> do your research. Whether people are working with me or not, I really stress upon do your research. It's important. And don't quit your day job. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Not yet. All right. Definitely don't quit your day job. It's not a cheap venture. Oh. If you want to do quality. Okay. If you want to do quality, it's not cheap. It's an expensive hobby. It's not cheap whether you do self-publishing or publishing, traditional publishing. And it's a lot of hard work. So have that in mind. If you can, don't let the self-doubt cloud. That's the big one. I remember before I became an author, when I was in undergraduate school and graduate school, I had mentors that said, you need to be writing. You are an author. You are a born author writing. I had so much self-doubt at that time, Isabel. I, I couldn't do it. That was in the 80s and the 90s. I couldn't do it. And so that's, again, you know, just say, okay, you know, if you have that thing, I can't do it. I don't think I can do this. I don't think I have enough money. I don't think I have enough time. I don't think, I don't think, I don't think, I think. Plow through that if you can. Okay. Yeah. That's probably so that's, the that, hardest step, right? That, that's the hardest step. Holding yourself step. back. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So you mentioned self-publishing or working with a publishing house. What's the benefit of either way? Okay. All right. Well, I'm coming from the indie publishing world. Um, I did research back in the day before self-publishing was a thing in the 80s and the 90s traditional. Honestly, to be honest with you, this day and age, I would stay with self-publishing because it is more than the new wave. I mean, it's an established thing. Okay. And it, even, even the traditionally published authors are publishing self. So it can be a hybrid. You can do both. It's very, very expensive unless you're famous, unless you get some, you know, you're got an in and you're lucky or you're famous to not have to pay gobs of money. But you can expect to pay probably around 20000 and up to traditionally published. And then you have to do all the marketing. Yep. And it's not yours. The beauty of self-publishing is the baby is yours. The entire creation is yours. You have your say in everything. And that's the beauty of it. You have full control. Creative control is huge. I mean, that's a very, huge. very big part of any yeah. creative process is having that right. control and not having to right. bow down to whatever the editor or the publisher right. wants. Right, right, right. And it takes a really long time for traditional. So you write a book, it could be a year or more out before it gets published. With, with self-publishing, when you're done, you, you do it. So you said it's about $20,000 to self-publish or to work with a traditional. I traditional. mean, I don't have the exact, exact facts on that. So don't quote me, mm -hmm. you know, people don't, don't take that as the honest truth, but it's up in that level, six figures. Is it about the same cost to self-publish? Depends. All right. Like if you wanted to, again, it depends on your goals. Say you wanted to just do it because you want to put a memoir out about your pets to your family or just to heal your heart. You want to see it published. You want to give it to people. You can do it very cheaply then. It's basically, you can do your own cover for free on canva.com. Right. You know, you, everything, or you can even do it on Amazon now. Amazon, you can create a cover right on Amazon in KDP. And that doesn't cost anything. You, you know, if it's for just for yourself, you don't need an editor and anything like that. 
So you can pretty much do it on pennies. Wow. Um, and just time. However, if you do want to sell it, don't go that route because you, you know, the, the effort that you put into it, it won't do well. Right. It won't mark, it won't market well. So it's important to have a good editor, a good proofreader. If you're writing fiction, some beta readers, even for nonfiction, I didn't use them for nonfiction, but I use them for fiction editor, proofreader. I do my own formatting. It's very easy to do your own formatting. There's programs that you can do. And I hire, but you can, in the first book, I would suggest hiring a formatter. And then definitely a cover. We do judge books by their covers. And I remember my pet loss books, the first book I put out, I put out a cover. It was doing very well. But when I changed the cover, my sales went way I mean it was unbelievable and I hit the bestseller list again and I was getting bulk orders and I I mean it was it was amazing how much that changed that's yeah yeah. wow yeah so how do you help authors because you do also do coaching yes 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 so I have uh for a special actually for your listeners um, a clarity session. So it's normally $147 and I'm doing it for $79 for your people. And you're going to put the, you're going to put the link down. Absolutely. And it's a 45 minute session and it's basically for anything you want. I advertise it as, you know, get clear, get clear on your idea. What do you want to write? How do you want to write? But if you wanted to just call, you know, and set up something and, you know, and you needed some kind of advice, you know, uh, you know, as far as writing is concerned, I'm self-publishing. I'm happy to, you can use the time any way you want. So I help people. I'm very good at help people getting clear is getting beyond the self-doubt and the feeling that they can't do it and really hone in. I've got that laser. I've got that ability probably because I do communication work and I'm, you know, very intuitive and psychic is I can hone in on like, Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. This is the way to do it. Right. So, you know, we can get a plan. Um, so I help people to do that. And I was also with my coaching clients, I help them get their books from page to published. So I take them through all the steps, you know, they're writing their book, how to put it up on Amazon, how to, you know, find cover designers. I share some of my cover designers with them, you know, formatters, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's amazing. That is so awesome because really most people are going to start from scratch and just the time involved researching when you can just access somebody like you who has 26 books of experience. Right. You know? Right. Right. And I have made a lot of mistakes and I have spent a lot of money on this. And so I can help people not spend so much money because. Right. (laughs) Right. Because I can say, no, don't do that. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So what would a clarity session kind of look like? What does it look like? Just comes and presents their idea to you? Yeah. I like, all right, let me think of, because it's all, everybody's different. It depends on the person. So if I get, say I get a call from somebody that sets up a clarity session and they're not sure if they want to write a pet book, like I'm I'm, going to go, let's go fiction. If they want to write a memoir or a series, you know, a, say like an urban fantasy with pets in it or something like that. I will connect in because I do, you do use my intuition. I will connect into whom I need to connect in with, with my guides and all that. And 
I listen to what the people say, and then I get direction from that. But I also use my knowledge and expertise to formulate what is needed. So maybe that person right now, because they're a new author, say, a memoir would be less intimidating. Or maybe if they came and said, all right, I want to, you know, I want to write fiction. Maybe it's like, well, you know what? Maybe you should try a nonfiction book first. Okay. And because that's really easy to write, you know, because you're solving a problem. So I calm the chaos <laughs> and I, I set the stage for people to feel really good about what they're doing and the, what they want to give to the world because that's so important as writers right. and budding writers. We all have something to share. And it's, I love helping writers. I don't, you know, like when people come to me even for paracosis, for ideas and to, you know, to get dig deeper into what they're doing, I don't see that as competition. I think we all have to sit, be in this together. And I think the more of us that are writing and getting the word out, it makes the world a better place. Absolutely. You know, and yeah, people, yeah. like you said, especially in fiction, they will like devour that one series and be ready for another one in maybe right. the same genre. Right, 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 right. And maybe you don't even want to be published books. Maybe you just want to become a blogger, you know, and that's awesome. So I help people do that as well. And these people who are writing, they don't have to be in the pet genre or the cozy no, genre. It could be no, any genre. No, no, anybody. I work with people in, I've had clients in erotica. I've had people with uh, urban fantasy. Yes, I've had horror, all kinds of genres. I've had weight loss people for the nonfiction. I've had, you know, all, all just all children's books, you name it. Oh, awesome. Very but, cool. Yeah. And for yeah. blogging too, you, I mean, it could be a yes. mom blogger. It could be a sports right. blogger. It could be anybody. Right. Right. Awesome. So tell us, how would our listeners and viewers reach out to you, um, take advantage of the special that you have for our listeners? Where would they find you? Okay. You would go to Wendy Vandepole, and you'll have that spelling, I'm sure. I will put it right underneath, okay. and we will share okay. it on Pet Life Radio in your bio. Okay, great. And that's the Clarity Session. Okay, perfect. Okay. So the Clarity Session is on special, and when would that expire? Do you have an expiration date for that? Oh, I'll keep it open for a while. Okay. Sounds great. Yeah. yeah well, this show yeah. will air the first week of January. So okay. let's keep it open maybe till the end of January. I can do that. No problem. Awesome. Thank no you. Problem. Perfect. Yes. Um, and then how about for your books? Uh, what's the, the best way to buy your books? I, the best way to go on my books is to just go on Amazon and you can put my name in. My last name is three words. So you can just put my name into Amazon as a search and you'll see all my books there. And if you want the fiction, you need to put Melanie Snow because I, that is two different accounts. Perfect. So just put Melanie Snow for the fiction. Awesome. And for those that have lost a pet recently or are making a decision to help their pet transition, I highly recommend Wendy's book. Thank you. She has a four-part bereavement series that I think is so important. She takes you through the decision, the making the decision to actually the experience and the grief process after that. Do you want to speak to very quickly about the bereavement series? Sure, sure. People can find, if they go to my website, Center for Pet Loss Grief, um, there's even a free gift on that one. And I also have a free gift on Wendy Vanderbilt too, uh, for people, if they want to look at that. And 
the pet bereavement, the stat series, it's really quite beautiful. You know, I love writing that. I, 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 those are like my, mm, just my heart books. And there's a parts for dogs. There's two books for people with dogs and there's two, there's two for cats. And one is for pet hospice. That's the first, that's the is books. My dog is or my cat is. And then there's one for after when they've reached the end of their life. And that's my dog has and my cat has. And uh, they just really just take hold. I'm there to create a safe space. And we all know we've all lost our pets. And thankfully, there's more people that are understanding. But there's still those that say things that really can rock our world and make us feel like we're nuts. And my books give you that support. And so does my website. I have a lot of blog articles and I have a lot of resources on that website. Well, I will say that the my dog has passed or my cat has passed. Dog. Yeah, those would be a great gift for somebody who yes. has faced the decision of euthanizing yes. a pet or whose pet has passed. Um, right. Part, you know, sometimes we send them a little token of our uh, support and sympathy. A book like yours would be a huge help because many people don't yes. know who to talk to. Who right, right, those feelings, right, 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 right. And another one, like especially right now, like in the holiday times you know, Valentine's Day, the holiday season, any holiday, or even when there's an anniversary of when a pet dies and you want to give somebody something special, I have a pet poetry book. Oh, wonderful. Yes. And that one is so sweet. I don't know if you can see it, but mm. it's like... Pet Lost Poems. So, yes. So that one is... People love that for gifts. Perfect. Thank you so yes. much, Wendy, for taking the time to chat with us, for sharing all yes. of your stories and your expertise with us. I want to propose a toast to you, to you for all that you do and all the inspiration you brought this morning. And I'm sure you're going to continue to bring. Thank you for spending your Saturday morning with me. Oh, thank you, Isabel. Love you, girl. You're so welcome. <laughs> I want to propose a toast to our executive producer, Mark Winter for making this show possible and to our listeners on Pet Life Radio and our viewers on YouTube. Thanks for spending your time with me and drinking with me and Wendy today. Here's to a life covered in pet hair because there's no better way to live. Cheers. Let's Talk Pets every week on demand only on PetLifeRadio.com.